Hey, it's Lawrence Elliott Jr., and you're listening to The Point After Show. The Point After Show. He's going savage. Run for your life. And that was a disgraceful performance, in my opinion. We threw that game. We gave it away by doing that. We gave him the freaking game. In my opinion, that sucked. Uh, playoffs? What are talking about? Playoffs? You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. The Point After Show. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I'd like to take this chance to apologize to absolutely nobody. The double chance does what the f*** he wants. The Point After Show. Spikes in hell. Spikes in peewee hell. Hey, yo! Woo! This is Eddie Daddy from The Point After Show. I got. I brought the AO back. It's, it's been a while. Back, baby. I did it's been a while. It's been since fantasy football season. Yeah. Daddy is that. back. I'm here with uh, Tommy, Captain Weirdbeard, and Polly, the Advantage, the fantasy yes, football the advantage. The Weirdbeard and Daddy. That's not fair. I, I, I shaved my beard. What uh, if I just call you the Captain? No. Yeah, but even when he sh- even when he shaves his. Four o'clock shadow doesn't connect. <laughs> just right here. I love the it. mustache, the beard part. Uh, Cavi's not with us tonight, so it's just the three of us. And before we get into our, our rundown of the, you know, the sporting world, the sports week, sports news, uh, we I do want to plug that we had a great interview with Lawrence Elliott Jr., running back from Bloomsburg Huskies. Um, he. He's, he has a, a training camp this weekend with the Arizona Cardinals. He was undrafted uh, this, in this year's draft, but he uh, he did a great interview with us. So I just want to wish him luck, say thanks for uh, joining us. And the podcast will be coming out later this week, probably on Thursday, right before the uh, the training camp starts. And Good. best of luck to you, buddy. Good luck, brother. We, we hope uh, you make the Cardinals squad. We got your jersey in the uh, studio. Uh, but let's get right into We want to talk about NBA next, but... Lonzo Ball, this guy Levar is just... Ball. You can't Levar talk Ball. about the NBA without a ball. Yeah, you can't. Um, you know, you can't spell basketball without ball, I guess. That was right? stupid. No, I don't know. <laughs> it's true, though. It's um, but LeVar Ball, LeVar Ball claims that he has sold... Well, you guys said 200 and some, but... 63 pairs. 63. First day, <laughs> I, heard, I heard he claimed... No, he, he sold a little over 200 pair the first day. Here's the thing, right? So... I know a lot of people. Tommy's are, coming to his defense. I am. I am because you know me. I'm. I'm pro worker. People out there trying to make their own business. A lot of people are giving this guy a lot of flack because supposedly NiceKicks.com did a lot of research, did their homework, went and kind of investigated the whole situation and came up with the opening day 263 pair of the Z02s. 210 of those were the. $495 pair not autographed and 53 of those were the $995 pair autographed sneaks. So you look at that those numbers there, they don't seem that crazy, but that's $157,000 the first day they opened in revenue. Who knows what they're spending to purchase those shoes, to buy those shoes. But you look at that pace, if they did those same numbers over the 365 day, considering it's not a leap year, they would make over $57 million in revenue this year. You know what? I think that number right there will wake up those big companies and say, hey, maybe maybe it is in our best interest to start going out and co-branding these shoes. I like to see that kind of stuff. I don't like to see these big corporations and the, the stockholders and the, and the board 
uh, you know, sitting there making all that money for not doing anything except for selling a product. I like to see the people that are out there pushing the product, the ones that are behind the product to make the money. So, LeVar Ball, as much as I hate you talking smack and getting a microphone, I hope for your three kids' sake that this actually pans out and ends up blowing up. This, he's, I don't know. To me, he's just a dipshit. He tweeted out. I don't out, disagree. He tweeted out, or maybe it was just a tweet that he was quoted in, but he said that he's not competing with the big brands like Adidas, Nike, Under Armour. He's above them. Like their brand is above those companies. And I think that's just an idiotic. Above and the rim. A narcissistic, yeah, above the rim, above the, the bullshit. Uh, just, he, he just, he's full of himself. And I guess that's, that's his character. That's his personality right now. And yeah, it's doing good right now, but I don't see, I see these numbers, they'll get to a peak, but if they were uh, a stock, I would, I would sell quickly. But here's the big thing is, is they're, they're getting to a peak now, like you're, you're saying, but this kid didn't even get drafted, didn't even play a game in the NBA yet. And, and they're selling, you know, a couple hundred pair of these sneaks. Wait until he gets drafted. Like I said, $495 for a pair of unsigned shoes. Think of the Stefan Marberries, the Starberries. When they came out, they were $18 a pair. Yeah, but, eighteen dollars a pair. Yeah, they were made by Jordash. It, yeah, but who cares? Oh, they're saying? really made by Jordash. But they should have been made, made by, by Jordash. It's 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 you know these guys are taking a chance. I hope it pays off because you know what that that just lines up the rest of the kids going forward and lets Nike, Adidas, Under Armour, all those other brands know that you can't be just ripping these people off and taking advantage of their name, what they do on the court. It's time to start giving them, as Conor McGregor says, a piece of that pie. Not just a little smidge. Give them a piece. No, I I agree with you. I, I know this is like a rarity on our show. Groundbreaking. But I agree with my brother when I say that I said this last week on the show. I think he, to Eddie's point, I think he's a dipshit. Um... I think he's actually probably hurt his son's value more than he's helped it. If he kept his mouth shut, his son would probably be better off And as far as uh, NBA and, and public relations would go. But from a marketing standpoint, I think he's genius. And I think he's actually uh, an, op- an entrepreneur. I think he's actually kind of stepped above and beyond where he needs to be. Good for him. I want one of those 53 pair of autograph shoes. Oh. Uh. I would take the autograph shoes for nine hundred ninety-five bucks. I'm sure in like ten, fifteen years. Oh, I'm thinking in like Lonzo, a, two years. Think about well, think about LeBron James. Imagine if LeBron James You're sold an autograph. Lonzo Ball to LeBron James. I get That's that, totally but different. I'm just saying Le- LeBron James coming out of high school. If he had an autograph pair of shoes and a line, like it, it, it back, what was it? What's it been in the NBA about eight years, nine years, somewhere One, in there? Yeah. Range somewhere in that range. If he if. Wow, like 2000, 2002, yeah, somewhere. I, I, and yeah. regardless, no, it's definitely not two thousand two. But regardless of the fact, it's um, if you had an autographed pair of shoes from him coming out of, out of high school, they might have went for that same price, about a thousand bucks. And think about what they'd be worth now if you had an autographed pair of shoes. But so again, listen, it's, LeBron James to Lonzo Ball. But who knows, man? The NBA is is a marketing. It's 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 what it is anymore. It's what. These guys become, you know, I mean, there's guys in the NBA right now, like James Harden, realistically, is, he's not, he's not LeBron James, but I'll tell you right now, he's, 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 he's making a supplemental income on his autograph and on, on, on all this, all this stuff, all because he has a giant beard, if that dude shaved his beard, 
You're that, comparing that's, sneakers and beards. What, what are you trying to get out of here? I want him to autograph my beard. Yeah, that'll be shaved in like two weeks, probably because one of our stupid bets on the point after My show. beard connects, though. So, <laughs> yeah, you, you get like a fifth grade's beard. Yeah. So anyway. Speaking, like, of, speaking of beards and shaving, how about uh, that armpit bet? Yeah, yeah that Tommy's has, not here, so. That's, having, that's happening so next week. It worked out. Stay tuned next week. Tommy is waxing his armpit. So let's stay on Keep this going. Going. Sorry. <laughs> is, is You were comparing a once-in-a-generation player to Lonzo Ball. You know, like, I hate to say this, but LeBron James is kind of like the Michael Jordan of our generation. Why? Because he's phenomenal. Why? What do you mean, why? Because the media made him phenomenal. No, they... No. Why? No, because what he does on the court... If he was that phenomenal, he would win MVP every single year. He could. There's a lot of listen. There is a lot of phenomenal players in the NBA right now. The NBA is pretty wide open. I mean, you have a guy right now that 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 in the NBA put on over seventy plus triple doubles this year, and and he he didn't didn't, put up seventy triple doubles. He averaged triple double. Okay, and put up seventy. How many did he put up in the thirties or forties? Nah. Yeah. Okay. But the, the, the bottom line is this. like You have a lot of phenomenal players in the NBA. LeBron James just happened to be the guy that the media just took to early on. No. And no. that's why they put really, him where he is. No, not even. That isn't a media hype, man. This guy, I like I say, I hate him because people compare him to Jordan. Hate him. Hate him. But I cannot deny what he does on the basketball court. This guy can take control of a game, especially now in the playoffs. He's just absolutely... He's just an athletic freak. He is. Basically. He, like, I would love to have seen this guy play wide receiver in the NFL. I don't even know if wide receiver. Like, any, like, tight end. A wide receiver. He's 6'8", yeah. you know, in 200s. I think this guy, you uh, basically just in the. like a defensive end. In the red zone. Just throw, <laughs> no, throw just it up to him. Animal. Catching touchdowns. But we got kind of off topic. Lonzo Ball, I, I, I hope for you and your brothers this works out. You know, your dad. Kind of ruined it a little bit for you. The media doesn't like him. We don't like him here at the Point After Show. He's kind of too much of a loud mouth. He says if you can't afford $495 shoes, you're not a big baller. Not a lot of people can do that, man. So he probably get in couldn't grip do that. reality. I'll guarantee you that before his sons became who they are, or his son, he couldn't afford $500 pair of shoes. I would like to look back... 15 years he, ago and find out if he was putting $500 pair of shoes on his kids' feet. He was a professional athlete, too. It doesn't, so. He, eh, mediocre at best. But he wasn't no, putting $500 pair of shoes on his kids. Well, infl- well, with inflation and stuff. But, I mean, sure if you can't afford the, the $500 pair, you can get the $220 sandals. So. <laughs> you, you got oh, that. that's well, an that's, that's, yeah, uh, yeah, flip-flop. But anyway, yeah, let, uh, moving on past the balls. <clears throat> well, let's know. go back into uh, what you were talking about with LeBron James. The Cavs go right into NBA playoffs. Cavs started off 8-0. and They swept their first two series. Yeah. They um, just... They'll go on to play either the Celtics or the Wizards. Um, and I, you can't not talk about what the Cavs have been doing because they're averaging over in their last series against the Raptors they're averaging almost 17 or 117 points per game um, that's just incredible um, anything over I think 105 points per game is just ridiculous yeah. especially I mean I know there's no too much defense in the NBA but it's playoffs and you you know playoffs there's com- there's they some beat the Raptors by an average of over 15 points a game that's unbelievable I, the Raptors were a number 3 seed in the playoffs this year yeah um and like you said, they, how many how many sweeps do they have now in the last couple of years? Six or seven? Yeah. LeBron. And here's the thing. They just keep stacking their team. Like they did before the, the postseason, they had those tryouts for veterans, you know? 
Because people want, at this point in their career, the vets that aren't signed up to a team, they want to come out and they want to get on a championship team and potentially win a title. Kyle Korver, he's on the squad now. He's a three-point fanatic, and he shoots over 90% from the free-throw line. You have Darren Williams on the team. You have Kevin Love, who's just solid. He's one of, I think, like 10, 12 players that averaged a double-double this season. Mm-hmm. Um just the whole team. Kyrie Irving stepped up this postseason. He's just been phenomenal. He showed that he's a playmaker. And again, LeBron James. And we talked about, you know, a little bit, who are they going to play, Boston or the Wizards? And who knows? That series, what, tied 2-2 now? Boston won the first two. The Wizards won the second two. And it's been a flip-flop back and forth. Who knows what's going to happen there? Uh, I think it's all going to determine who can play better on the road, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, Boston won the home games. The Wizards won their home games, and it's Isaiah I, Thomas. I got a room for the Celtics. Perform? Yeah, I, I like, like the Celtics because I went to a couple of their games last season <laughs> when I was up there in Boston, and it was great to see. It was awesome. You guys were busting my balls, telling me get back to my own seats because I was taking some courtside picks. Yeah, but who knows what's coming out of the East? Honestly, if I have to throw my opinion, it doesn't matter if it's Boston or the Wizards. I think the Cavs are too much to handle coming out of the East, and I think they get the job done, and they're going to be defending their title again this year. So you think, the, you think the Celtics can match up against Cavs if it came down to that? I know it's obviously a 2-2 series of the Celtics and the Wizards. but I, I mean, it's going to be tough. I don't know if the the Cavs or the, the Celtics have um, the, the athleticism, the... I don't think they can keep up with the Cavs, no. I don't think so. No. I think the Cavs definitely come out of the East. And I hate to say it again, like I said, because... I wouldn't be surprised if you were another... It's going to be a tough series, but I think Boston's only hope is that they have home court advantage throughout. But, um, and that's yeah, if the Celtics get past the yeah. Wizards. I mean, So what about the other side? What about the West? Um, let's talk about Go- Golden State's up 3-zip. They play tonight, Utah Jazz. We're recording on Monday, so um, I know... They might have already won. They're up 28-10 to 10 right now with uh, in the... In the end first. of the first, so they could sweep. Not end of the first, still well, two fifty, two fifty in the first, yeah. yeah. So they, so they score they, another fifteen points. So they could sweep uh, in in Utah tonight. That's well, just because we'll you have the over in this game, Tom. <laughs> I don't, I don't bet. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the one thing I did want to mention: the other series going on right now that's actually tied two two Spurs Rockets. Tony Parker getting injured. That's a big blow to the Spurs. I mean, how much? And that's that has an impact. Do you think that takes them out? Of we shall overcome the Steelers. The, the Steelers. The Spurs will absolutely win that that series. But Tony Parker, his injury just pretty much that that just put the nail in the coffin for them beating Golden State. Um, I don't know, man. Patty Mills is, can play tough. They have a lot of vets like Mano Ginobili, Danny Green. He used to be like one of these guys that was in MVP talks a few. He years went to Carbonau, didn't he? Sick or hard. Yeah. Oh, Sacred Heart. Three-point threat. Uh, yeah. Mm. Um, but, you know, now with Nene, uh, Nene Hilario going out for the Rockets. You know, Nene. This guy was averaging 10 points a game and, and five or six rebounds a game, playing center position for them. I think, I don't want to say it even the level the playing field, but it's going to be a tough series. Here's the thing. I think either of these teams can play with Golden State. The Spurs will have the defense to play with Golden State, and I think the Rockets can score with Golden State. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that that series over there in the West will definitely be a lot closer to see who's going to make it to the finals. Ultimately, obviously, Golden State, I think, makes it, and I think it's a repeat from last year. 
And I think Golden State. And the year before that, right? And I think Golden Golden State will get the job done. But who knows? Isn't that, that's right, that's the third straight year with the same Uh, final two? I don't know about that. I I thought Golden State. I'm I'm asking the question. Somebody can fact check me. I thought Golden State won two years ago. I can't remember who won the Super Bowl. I thought Cleveland won last year. I thought that's the same. Same championship because that's what the, was last year. Well, that's because the NBA the, the NBA has built super teams, so that's the way it works. Um, I believe Can somebody I know looked it was Golden State. Up? Anyway, well, while Tommy's looking that up, what else? Um, well, no, we can just finish up talking about the Spurs Rockets. I like the Rockets, uh, especially with Tony Parker's injury. I think that's going to affect the Spurs offense a little bit more than. Um, I, I'm not sure who his backup is. I haven't seen a game since he's been in. Tommy, who's his backup? Ooh. So Tony Parker, Parker. Patty Mills, Patty, Patty Mills. Mills. Um, I just think the Rockets, um, what Harden and you know a couple of the other guys that are just big scoring threats. I think I think their offense is better than what the Spurs have on the floor right now. So. I think the Spurs defense is better than Houston's offense. Though. Just so we do. Just me um, saying. Fact check for Paul. He was correct. 2015 Golden State won four two over the Cavs. <clears throat> 2016, Cleveland won 4-3 over Golden State. So this could be the third straight season where we see Golden State-Cleveland because the NBA allows, with their salary cap bullshit, they allow these super teams to happen. Well, it's funny. And then the 2013-2014, you had San Antonio versus Miami Heat both years. Yeah. So So that's the problem with the NBA. But, hey, I digress. (laughs) NBA NBA fans, there's a lot of them. So they, they, hey, good for you guys. Yeah, let's move on to uh, NASCAR. Paul, we know you watch the NASCAR. Speaking of uh, a lot of fans, right? (laughs) Yeah, we do have a lot of fans of NASCAR. We have a lot of fans of the Point After Show. Point After Show. That like NASCAR. Yeah, we got a lot of retweets for uh, for Taylor's articles every week. But uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. won his first ever NASCAR race this Sunday. Um, The Geico 500 at Talladega. You got to love Talladega just because of the Will Ferrell movie. But um, I, you know... Shake and bake. I had a, yeah. I had a, I had a hashtag <laughs> that over the weekend. Yeah. Um, but everyone knew Ricky Stenhouse. Uh, well, I didn't, but I read it today that I didn't know he was dating Danica Patrick yeah, until yeah. recently. So yeah. I mean, good, good for, for him. him. Yeah, he's in the winner's circle in both ends of the spectrum. Yeah, literally. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, but, but Paul, I know you do. Uh, you watched it and you had some. Uh, so some I'm notes. gonna. So I'm not a giant NASCAR fan. I'm gonna try and do. Our boy Taylor, who writes all the amazing daily fantasy articles for us about NASCAR, I'm gonna try and do him a little bit of justice. I I I got into a uh, a fantasy daily fantasy um, lineup with him this week. Did pretty well. Did you and, cash out? Uh, I did. I yeah. cashed out. Not cash much. I, I I started I started small. So I, I was uh, I started in for a, a dollar. I won like seventeen dollars. That's sweet. Uh, but I I did follow his lineup. Uh, so I'm going to try and do him a little bit proud because it was the first week that I actually was able to watch a full uh, NASCAR uh, race. It was it was it was tough at first. So, um, but I had Brad Keselowski, who he told me to take. Uh, he won stage one. Uh, Denny Hamlin won stage two. The big thing about this race that uh, I got from Taylor was it's a restrictor plate race which typically means that um there's a lot more 
wrecks. They they were so at some points in this race, they were four and five wide. This racetrack in Talladega is a wide racetrack where they have the ability to go four wide, almost five wide if they try to be really ballsy about it, which they did. Um, but I'll be honest when I tell you, like, there was up until the last 20 to 30 laps, there was very minimal cautions in this race. There, there was a couple of little fender benders that brought out the caution. I think there might have been two cautions. And... Um, and and they were talking on they were talking on air and they said we're waiting on that big one it's gonna happen because it's Talladega. it's kind of like yeah it's Talladega it's kind of like being on the highway I know this firsthand I travel every day on the highway you're in that left lane and you have the left lane dick that doesn't want to get out of the left lane and no matter how fast you want to go and how much you're on to be on their bumper they don't want to move over to that right lane and that's pretty much what it's like for three or four lanes wide. No matter how fast your car is, you're only as fast as the guy in front of you. And if he doesn't have the ability to move out of your way, you get frustrated. These drivers typically get frustrated early on in the race. They they played they they played nice in the sandbox this whole race up until about uh, I don't know I want to say lap with 22 or 23 laps left to go. Then it got a little bit uh, sketchy. Some of these guys were running on uh, on low tires. Some of the guys were, didn't didn't pit enough. And uh, AJ Allmendinger got in to uh, Chase Elliott, and it caused a disaster. The quote-unquote, the big one. So I think 16 or so cars got piled up, took out Danica Patrick, took out uh, my boy Brad Keselowski, took out a couple good racers that I had in my lineup, but it didn't take out guys like Jimmy Johnson. It didn't take out guys like Ricky Stenhouse. It didn't take out... um, there There was a decent amount of guys that were still left. Long story short, Ricky Stenhouse outran the uh, overtime uh, checker flag, and he went on to win his first race. And I'm I'm excited for him. So he got to uh, he got to cross the finish line in first for the first time ever. Probably went home, smashed on Danica Patrick. I don't blame him for that either. Against the rail. Yeah, yeah. He definitely got up. He got up underneath her and uh, probably put her in against the rail. He was definitely drafting. Yeah. So uh, good for him. It was a big wreck. Yeah, yeah. There was no doubt. Uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm excited. I, I thought I honestly will say this: if if you ever if you ever if you ever don't like a sport, I don't care if it's baseball, I don't care if it's hockey, NASCAR, golf, whatever it is. If you don't like a sport, go to DraftKings, Bet put a it. lineup in. Put, I don't care if you put a quarter or if you put a quarter million on it. Put a little bit of bet in, and I promise you the experience is totally different. I'm plugging DraftKings right now. They don't sponsor us by any means. Hopefully they do someday. They don't. But I will promise you this. Go to, and, and put a lineup in of any sort. It's so much fun, man. Oh, I know. So I did much it, fun. You know, the last couple weeks. I didn't yeah. do it this week, though, because I was running. my balance was running low after golf the past couple weeks. But, um, but no, I mean, you know... You, you put a little wager on something, and you're going to be interested, and you're going to start following. You're going to just pick up small things after a, you know, a little bit of time following it. And, you know, you know, I didn't know who Ricky Stenhouse was until two weeks ago when I, dra- when I put him in my DraftKings lineup. So, yeah, um, good for him. Congrats. And I don't know if you – did you read that little article about his what happened to his dad? No, no. I didn't. <laughs> was, okay, oh, so, it, was, it was funny, so I'm okay with it. Not well, no, like, his, dad, oh. his dad was – he wasn't in uh, – he, he was outside the racetrack in oh, okay. an RV watching the race. And his golf cart got stolen the night before. Sounds like a total redneck problem. Yeah, it sounds like Talladega Nights. Yeah. Like his dad, yeah. Ricky Bobby's dad. Ricky Bobby. Um, but after, you know, uh, 
junior won won the race. The dad didn't know what to do. He wanted to go out in the field and meet him, so he started climbing the fence. Security came down, got him. Stenhouse Junior, not the Junior. Yeah, not the Junior. Stenhouse Junior, but Stenhouse Senior. Uh, ran, started climbing the fence of the, the racetrack, trying to. Did he get, get tasered or no, anything? No, he got detained though. And uh, then after they found out who he was, they yes. you know they they escorted him in. But I wish he ran across the um, racetrack like yeah, he was he on was, fire. I don't know if he was handcuffed, awesome. but he was definitely detained for a little while before that. So NASCAR is uh, for for me. I will say this: um, we're obviously we 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 like to. <clears throat> we like to wager, okay, here on this show, on the Point After Show. So we're big on fantasy. Um, I will say this. Uh, after my first fantasy lineup, I, I got pretty lucky. Thank you, Taylor. Um, put a good lineup in, and his articles are on point with, with what to think about or what to expect in a NASCAR race. Obviously, this being a uh, restrictor plate, you know, you kind of – Pick those guys in the back of the lineup because wrecks happen. It didn't happen as bad as in previous years, but I mean, it's NASCAR is so hard, man. It's so hard to predict an accident. You're you're basically predicting it's luck. Oh, it's luck. I mean, when you're when you're picking your lineups, you're predicting an accident. It's not like a golf lineup or a fantasy football lineup where you predict things that are typically happen on a, on a field or on a on a play. It is. You're predicting accidents because that's what you're betting on. You're betting on the fact that there's either going to be or not going to be enough accidents to keep your guys in the lineup. Yeah, I mean, obviously, not every NASCAR race is going to have a, a big accident that's going to knock everybody out. So, I mean, you do have to play the stats, the numbers. You have to look at their their you know their prep races, their trial numbers, and you have to go on what what their recent form has been. You know how their track history, that kind of stuff. But yeah, you can't. It's not like golf. No one's. I think you mentioned a couple weeks ago. It's not like Happy Gilmore. No one's no. gonna hit you with a Volkswagen. Not at all. Down eighteen. So, nope. uh-huh. I uh, I commend all you rednecks out there. We love you guys. All of our NASCAR followers, fantasy followers, Tom Seymour. Here's to you, NASCAR. You're awesome. Let's keep going. Yeah, and speaking of which, uh, you know, our last our last segment or last topic of the evening is PGA. Brian Harmon with the clutch 28 foot birdie putt on 18 to win uh for the first time since the 2014 john deere classic ice in his veins so congrats after a little oh, duff chip yeah for sure yeah. he was over there that you know i felt bad for john rom out in the fairway yeah he's you out there like waiting for his head he's like what? well he before the shot he's sitting there waiting to hit a shot and he's like what the hell's going on you go up there Harmon's up there he was back behind the bleachers and the cameras, so they're trying to figure out where he should drop. And then the suspense is building on him, you know? It's like, what the hell am I going to do? He's looking up at a tree branch that's like 30 feet off the ground, and he has about 15 feet to go, thinking that's going to play in, in effect into his shot. But he, like you said, he like duffs it up there on the green, rolls out to about 20, 38 feet, somewhere in that range, and I'm like, oh, this is setting up. They're showing Dustin Johnson. DJ! Dustin back, Johnson, baby. Pat Perez in there waiting to see if they're going to be in a playoff. And this guy buries it. It was unbelievable. Yeah. I was pumped. I'm sitting there in my living room yelling for him. I wasn't Ever. pumped. I hedged all my bets except for him. Really? That sucked, yeah. And, I, and I will say this one thing about golf. I love golf because it's... 
It's an open field something every week. Something we do? No, it, no it's, it's not something, an open field every It's week. something we do. But <laughs> how many... Is that his first win? No, it's second. Second win? Yeah. Okay, first second two, win ever on the tour. First in two, three yeah. years? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, people that compete. So if man. you look... But I get that. But Dustin Johnson, this is his first tournament jo- before the Masters. Yeah, no, no. And this his guy's his first, first tournament, tournament back, and he's it's right fr- there. Coming into the day, the final uh, round, he's, he's a bunch of strokes back. Yeah. And this guy... Comes creeping up. Patrick Reed. Patrick Reed was like four strokes up Patrick on the Reed guy. Patrick is horrible. And <laughs> yeah, you know he's, he's like, I got to play my own game. I just got to hit my shots. I, I can't be worrying about everybody else. But then I don't give a shit who you are. If you're sitting there and you see Dustin Johnson creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. It's like the old school when you felt Tiger Woods breathing down your neck. Sniffing up your ass. Yeah. Yep. Well, I wouldn't say that. I was that, talking about I? that was for the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you know, it, it, it's you, you have that fear in you, and the next thing you know, no, you're, no starting doubt. To, you're starting to uh, second guess your shots. What's your caddy thinking? Is this the right play for me? Who knows? And good, good for Harmon. That's all I could say. Is, is I'm glad he got the win. Yeah. I definitely would have liked to see Dustin Johnson continue his run, but. I like to see the underdogs win once in a while, but yeah. that happens a lot. It, uh, this year specifically, the last, that's at least the last like month and a half. That's at least the last month and a half. There has been an either a first time winner or obviously now a second time winner. Somebody that is not typically the guy. It's not now. I get it. Dustin Johnson's been out for a month. He's been, he when he slipped and fell before the Masters. He's been out. And I always say this. I said this. I said this like a month ago on our podcast. I said, as a as a young guy, when you see Dustin Johnson not in the field competing in a tournament you're in, that's got to make you feel good, right? When you're in the going into the final round and you see Dustin Johnson's seven or eight strokes back, you're like, all right, I have this. And then all of a sudden, to Tommy's point, he's creeping up there. Yeah, man, you start getting a bit of the jitters. Uh, Patrick Reed just did what Patrick Reed normally does and doesn't win a tournament. But Unless he's I playing give, like President's Cup or mm-hmm. a Ryder Cup. That's, yeah. where he, that's where he excels. I, he I, feeds on that. But but kudos to, to DJ. I mean, yeah, he didn't win the tournament, but he came in second again. Yeah. So, dude, either every tournament he's been in in this season, every tournament he has entered, he's either won first or second now. Here's my thing on that. And, and I know, and I'm not trying to take anything away from those you guys. You can't. That won their first tournament ever on the PGA is it's not like the old days where your Tiger, your Jack, your Arnie are playing in every single tournament. These guys are making so much money off endorsements now. They're basically picking and choosing what tournaments they're going to play in. So there are so many more, and I know there are a lot more tournaments nowadays because you have so many more sponsors, but at the end of the day, you, you have so many tournaments where Rory's not playing. DJ's not playing, Phil's not playing, uh, Jordan Speed's not playing, Justin Thomas isn't playing, where it sets up the stage for these other guys. You know, I know you got John Rahm, who's just been a stud on, on tour these days. Has been pretty solid. And, mm-hmm. and you know, he's, he's pretty fresh on the tour. And this guy crushes the ball. Uh, and he's right down the middle every single and, time. And here it was like, ridiculous. like, and even though Harmon made that 28-foot birdie putt, mm-hmm. Rom still had a chance, yeah. and this guy's like two seventy out with a five wood. With a five wood, and he flies the green. Like yeah. I actually that- heard an interview last week um, where Rom was interviewed, and they said, "If uh, if you were to compare yourself to any uh, golf player in the world, who would you compare yourself John to?" John Daly. 
No, he actually said the 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 FF advantage. <laughs> That's he. I, I heard lousy. him say it. Did yeah, he say no, lousy? he's like he's like yeah, right down the middle every time. I'm yeah. just solid. <laughs> and uh, obviously, the Manhattans have gotten to the FF advantage <laughs> because this guy is complete opposite of down the middle every single time. Uh, for for him, yes, he wouldn't even make it in like the skylinetour.com. <laughs> nah, he might be able to make that one. Yeah, as a sub. <laughs> yeah, as a sub. I definitely wouldn't make it in Dolphin Dolphin Highlands though. <clears throat> no, but uh, but yeah, congrats, Brian Harmon. I can't wait for the players this week. I already got a couple bets in. Who do you of, like? Who do I like this yeah, week? Let's talk about that real quick. Ricky Ricky won last year, right? Uh, two years ago. Two years J- ago. Justin or Just, Jason Day. Jason yeah, Day won Jason last year. Day won last year. Um, I like Rose at twenty-two to one. I bet him. Um, Martin Keimer at seventy to one. I put a little wager on him. And Mark Leishman at one hundred to one. I put you a know, wager on him. Keimer, who's your pick, T? I I don't really have. Throw a, a name. Nah, I do throw like, a name. You know what? I'm Can gonna, I throw a name? Yeah, go ahead. No, you say who you like. He's no, 11, you say who you like. He's eleven to one right now, but I'm thinking I'll put like twenty bucks on him. Rory. I think he's due for a win. Yeah, me too. I definitely think he's due for a win. Um, he just got married. Congratulations to that. If you're listening to our podcast, well, that's stupid. Did he marry an Instagram model? Ooh. No, I don't know. I might probably. I don't would know. you congratulate him if he did? No, I'd probably tell so, him. So then don't congratulate him until you find out what he married. It probably married Victoria's Secret model. Him. Yeah. Like, you know what? It doesn't matter if she's a model or not as long as he's Who are you picking? I would like to see Rory win. That's your pick? I think he's due for one, yeah. I'm going to go Justin Thomas. Justin Thomas? He had, did you know out of all the field, he has the best uh, scoring, like, scoring record at... If there's anybody that has been playing great golf that is due for a win, that's the guy. That's my that's my guy. He, I think he did I a little agree. too he much won, partying he, at the Kentucky Derby. He won a couple tournaments earlier this oh, year. Oh, listen, he didn't do anything more than Gronk did. Gronk doesn't play golf. It doesn't matter. Gronk Gronk's like in the a off champion. Season. He's in the offseason. <laughs> there's no offseason. And I don't know. I was looking at the um, how the, like course history today. Dustin Johnson in, like, Eight years of playing here hasn't finished better than 29th place or something like that. So I don't see him doing. No, that. You know he's not I'm my guy with? in fantasy this week. I'm going with Phil Mickelson. Of course you are. You always go for I'm the old men. That yeah, you are a homer and a half. I love Phil. He's the nicest guy on tour. If you took the ER and put it in an O, that's what you are. I don't know where you're going. So with this. who are you gonna do in fantasy this week? Do you have a guy? I'm yet? going Thomas. Are you? JT? Yeah, it's my boy. JTT. Yeah, yeah. JTT. I'm uh, a big fan of the Thomas. Yeah, Justin Taylor Thomas. No, Jonathan. Jonathan. Um, but let's let's <laughs> just uh, finish off here with, and we have to give props to John Daly. He's just the goat, the man, oh. the legend. Ah. This guy was. You my can't hero. end a show without this guy. If no, he wins. No. John Daly. Let's cheers no. to John cheers. Daly. Yeah. Cheers. cheers to Daly. This Yo, guy. Somewhere, wins, somewhere wins. John Daly heard those glasses clink and got an immediate heart on It's like Viagra to him when he hears oh. glasses clink like that. Listen, when you win your first tournament in how many years, he? Uh, 2014. 13, yeah. 13 years? Was it 2004, I'm sorry, you're right. 13 years, and he just has champagne dumping all over his face like he's in the VIP room. God, I love him. Like oh, His man. outfits are great. <laughs> his golf game is phenomenal. He took that champagne like because, red tube. Because, you know, <laughs> right before this, this tournament, there are a lot of uh, videos of him talking about how he prepares for tournaments. Those are old videos. Oh, right? yeah, 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 yeah. But it, they just recently resurfaced. Yeah. And he's sitting there talking about, eh, go on the range for about 10, 20 minutes. 
I maybe putt for 10 minutes, smoke four smokes, and drink a couple <laughs> Diet Cokes. <laughs> like, God bless He's, a, he's, no, a, he's no, an he, instant 30 for 30. And, 30 and I know they had like, Sometimes one, I don't even go to the range. Sometimes yeah. I don't even go to the range. <laughs> he was like, the fact that ESPN did a 30 for 30 on him was like, yeah. that was just magic. That just showed. I think the next 30 for 30 will be Tiger. No. Nah. Mm, should be. It should, but it'd be, it'd be like a 60 Yeah, probably 60. not yet. Maybe another couple of years. <laughs> Way too much to talk about there. Uh, but no, just a, just a little thing on John Daly quick. Um, yeah, he did win, but he did finish with three bogeys on his last three holes. He only won by one shot. Yeah, don't deflate the dude. No, I know, I know. No, he's going to go hang uh, himself. He still won. Um, but, There's no ropes that big. But he did become the 12th member of the PGA Tour to win on all three circuits with this uh, Champions Tour win. So that's pretty sweet. Good that's, for him. Yeah, that's uh, awesome. I'm proud of him. I yeah, love him, too. bro. I always loved him. He is the he is like us. He is the working man's champion, like the point after show. That's you, how I you look know, at you him. You know, you go out, you can YouTube him. He's hitting golf balls off of people's mouths oh, when yeah. he's out at the bar I think we should. I think we should get him back on the point after show someday. That'd be awesome. It would be. We'd, we'd hit, we our, haven't we'd had, hit we our peak. Haven't, we haven't, yeah, we haven't had John Daly. I'd probably quit after that because there's no other <laughs> no other movement from there. Maybe Johnny McEnroe uh, or something. Uh, but uh, but I, besides uh, giving congrats to John Daly. Wrap it up, band, baby. Uh, players this weekend, look out for our, our articles. Uh Taylor sends me his uh, his sheet, and I put out an article probably tomorrow, either tomorrow or uh, yeah. We got Bristol this week, right? Is Bristol this week? I'm it's a Saturday sure. race, Saturday You're the night race. Guy. I know. I, I'm not sure. I, I might be wrong in the Bristol, but if I'm right, I'll, be, I'll feel excited. So, yeah, about it. but there, it's a, it's definitely a Saturday race, so they're gonna have to have the uh, the uh, fantasy shit in early. This yeah. Shit, so uh, ke- yeah, keep an eye on the NASCAR race. I know it's you said it's Saturday. Yes. Okay. Uh, NASCAR Saturday golf this weekend. The players, uh, and we also uh, I know I plugged it in the beginning, but we have our our. Uh, podcast this week our interview with lawrence elliott jr running back looking to get drafted or not looking to get drafted but looking to get picked up uh, by the arizona cardinals hopefully this weekend if not this weekend hopefully hopefully for uh, another nfl team and we can have him on the play after show paul i want to say this before we get off air uh for me cavi eddie and tommy it's mother's day weekend coming up let's wish all the mothers uh happy mother's day and thank you for everything that you've done for us in our lives, including putting up with us with the Point After Show. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. NASCAR, golf, holy hell, there's a lot going on this weekend. Mini yeah. camp. And mini mini camp, yeah. Our boy, Lawrence Elliott Jr. Kick ass, kid. Good yeah. luck, buddy. And, All right. uh, as always, if you made it this far, thank you. Keep rocking.